0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way of the Warrior. Your MMA show. Ten got seconds he rolls into it. Wow, he might get 10 over! Way of the Warrior. One of his legs could fight it well through it, I'm sure. Probably. I think the first two minutes were everything we thought it was going to be, and then after that it was the surprise of the night. If it happens in MMA, you hear about it here. Your MMA show, Way of the Warrior. It is Way the Warrior, Eric Hulgrin, along with Ken Evans, covering everything in the world of mixed martial arts. Let's Got, not
1: overpromise today.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to try. Um, in case we don't actually get to them, I do want to start by saying there is a Bellator event on Friday night, and there is the UFC on Fox, which is Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, and uh, Cowboy vs... Um, Carlos Condit. So okay. I just want to get that. Just mention that those are happening because we we've love, got a lot to break down do, here. Uh, yes,
1: Enrique Barzola is going to meet Brandon Davis at UFC Chile, which is going to take up the next hour of the show. Yes, now go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Peruvian fighter's been uh oh uh, okay. no, we're not talking about I'm that. I'm gonna
0: be impressed if you get past the sentence the Peruvian fighter.
1: Right. Well it's in Santiago. There you go. <laughs> there you go. They both announced a matchup on social media. I'm reading this right from MMA I, Fighting. I know you are. Right. I dug deep in. Uh this has been crazy over the past two weeks. I tried to take a vacation. Eric tried to take a vacation. I actually I was unplugged and you <laughs> sent me a text. Back on the Thursday prior to UFC 223. Correct. And you said, This Connor stuff's kind of crazy. I'm like, Okay. And then I think I casually looked online, like Connor McGregor, and I don't remember what the headline was, but it was very Connor McGregor esque. Uh, Connor McGregor confronts UFC. I'm like, Oh, Connor kind of went crazy at a media day. I don't know what he did, but I'm swimming and I'm at the beach. So sure. whatever. Right. So only like a half hour later, I go, I'm going to need a link.
0: Like, what was going on? You sent me the link, and things got insane. And for some context, the link I was able to send him on Thursday afternoon was from time.com to tell you how big this thing got.
1: (laughs) So uh, a lot of things have happened. I guess let's start with this uh, because people have heard a lot of this ad nauseum. And, of course, we'll have our own feelings on this here. My first question coming out of what was an interesting main event of UFC 223. Is Habib Nurmagomedov your undisputed champion at this point? Yes. Really? Yes. I do you at least agree that 75, 80, 90% of people would disagree with you at this point? That's okay. Do you understand that though? I do, yeah. No, 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 but I mean, but no, I, some am
0: I Mark Zuckerberg? I'm your hostile right. witness this week. Yes. I understand the question. Do you but. own Twitter?
1: <laughs> Sir, do you own Twitter? No, I, I'm just but some people that feel that way can't understand at all why other people would feel the opposite way. Would Very you, much like our political discourse
0: Right. Would, I, would you like me to explain why I feel that way?
1: Of course. I just want to know okay. where you were coming from before that point.
0: I, I do believe he's the undisputed champion and I will say this. Um, no disrespect to Tony Ferguson and Eddie Bravo who have been grousing all week about being stripped of the interim title. You were not stripped of the title. The title was dissolved. It doesn't exist anymore. It was interim. Yes. It was an interim title that no longer exists when there's an actual champion.
1: Which I think is very interesting because of all the hate that we've given on this show to interim titles. I think that's exactly what the interim title's for. You're not the champion, man. I'm sorry. I get it. It was to set you up to be the champion or fight for the title or however it was. But just like you said, he wasn't stripped. He was dissolved
0: because he wasn't actually the champion. And so my, many of these arguments come from the fact that you're going to say, well, Khabib Nurmagomedov fought, fought Al Iaquinta. So how could he be the real champion? They stripped Conor two days earlier. I, I don't believe it. He but didn't-
1: they didn't strip Conor two days
0: earlier, which is weird. Whatever, Right. Here's what I'm going to say. For all of the changes that happened before UFC 223, bus attack notwithstanding, Nurmagomedov had five opponents in 37 hours.
1: Yes, and this was one of the most impressive things, and you and I were actually able to kind of hook up a little bit earlier this week. We were talking at a different event, and I I said for whatever happens, and I know Joe Rogan caught a lot of flack for the commentary that he gave during that fight, um, you've got to give a lot of credit, I think, to Nurmagomedov simply because he went into that week starting on Sunday – losing his opponent, and boom, having another one. That opponent being a championship fighter. Yes, he was a weight class down, but as we ended up seeing later in the week, he certainly wasn't a lighter fighter. No. Nope. Didn't care. Thursday. All the insanity happens at the bus. Conor McGregor, this, that, and the other thing. The card's getting changed. Things are moving around. Nobody knows exactly what's happening. Uh, There's that insanity. He deals with that. I mean, that's his bus that he's on. Yes. The the anger's directed at him. I mean, you know, Michael Chiesa and uh, Ray Borg, I think, were the ones that actually took the brunt of the uh, dolly through the window, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. Uh, Friday morning, he finds out that Max Holloway cannot fight because he's much too far overweight for the NYSAC's concerns. Yes. uh, Which is kind of insane anyways, and I don't disagree with what they did, but it was four pounds, right? Because It was fifty-nine.
0: It was four pounds, yes.
1: I feel like you give the guy who's that light a shot, but they don't. Paul Felder, actually, was supposed to then be the replacement. The NYSAC,
0: in their wisdom, said, um, he's not ranked. I'm going to pause you for a second here. They say he can't fight because he's not ranked. Rewind the clock to November 2017. Same state, same athletic commission. Michael Bisping, champion at 185, fights which human being? George St. Pierre. Right. George St. Pierre, unranked at 185. He gets a pass. Right.
1: And it, look.
0: I don't want to stay here too long, no, but I want to point no. that these commissions are not no, no,
1: no. And here's the uh, here's the more ridiculous thing. And I Luke Thomas, I think, pointed this out too, because I got to listen to his serious XM show a little bit. The most ridiculous thing is this isn't some commission that ranks fighters. It's the UFC's freaking rankings. It's their website rankings. Yeah. And it's a bunch of dudes like he said, that are at random radio stations and random TV stations and random blogs across the country ranking these fighters. And is essentially, the UFC takes them and goes, okay, these are our rankings. And he had the funniest line of the day. He said, if I were UFC, I would just went to the website, updated it, said, oh, F you, he's ranked now. Now he can fight. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, there's that. Those and, are our rankings. And and one of the things about the rankings that I was uh I was talking to Sean DeZay about this when we were talking uh before the fights, and he was asking me because at one point we were voting members of this right, ranking this, system. this ranking system. And uh and I said, Sean, you can do whatever you want in the ranking system. The only thing they kick you out for, and this is why we got booted, is during an international fight week, they had four events in a row and I missed two of them. Right. That's what got us kicked off. Which is I, interesting because that could,
1: means anybody could have just logged in and kept Up, clicking on
0: guys. All you got to do is move them around. But God
1: forbid you want to actually wait till the end of the week,
0: correct? And figure out what was happening. And they won't. That was four years ago. They won't let us back in because of this egregious thing where we missed two of the four events that were back to back to back to back.
1: And I can't remember once losing a a,
0: a wink of sleep. No, my point in saying that to what Luke was talking about, what it should be is a championship cue—the person who is next in line to fight for the belt. But what it ends up being is. I really like Ken Evans so he's 5.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly. So there there's that ridiculousness. He's supposed to fight fight Paul Felder. That was Anthony Pettis was then in the mix, right? Yes, he was. Uh, Anthony Pettis rightly so realizes the UFC should probably have to pay him more to save this event and not lose millions upon millions of dollars themselves. He just overshot that. But guy. apparently overplayed his hand. <laughs> so, They then go to Al Iaquinta, which, if you're unfamiliar, did not even have a fighter placard at Media Week. They did a Media Week for this event in New York City. Every fighter on the card other than Al Iaquinta had a plaque, basically, of what they did, here's your media briefing, here's our guy. It's basically, the. it goes from the create a fighter, you haven't unlocked that guy mode, to actually being on the UFC card. Correct. Which is really interesting, too, because it's not like Ally Aquinta's new to the UFC. Nope. It's just he and the UFC have had issues in the past with yes. each other, and ends up being Ally Aquinta. It ends up being a fight that I think was very interesting, because then you have a New Yorker in New York City. Uh, against Habib Nurmagomedov, and at this point, Habib has dealt with five opponent changes. Not any exaggeration, right? No exaggeration. You've exagger- got Tony, you've got uh, Holloway, Max Holloway, you've got uh, Felder, you've got Pettis. Pettis, and then you get to finally Al Iaquinta. Four of the three of these dudes are in the 24 hours before the fight. Yep. this is insanity. This is, things have never gone this but sideways for UFC in the past.
0: And one quick side note, talking about Anthony Pettis, Anthony Pettis had to cut weight three times that day mm-hmm. because he thought he was fighting Mike, Mike Kiesa, Mike Kiesa is out. So he stops and starts hydrating. Then they call him and go, we think we should talk about you fighting Nurmagomedov. So he starts cutting weight again. Then they go, ah, we don't think it's going to work out. So he starts hydrating again. And they go, well, let's have one more negotiation. So he starts cutting weight again. Right. And then it all falls apart.
1: And then again, we almost didn't have what was a title fight. We almost had a championship opportunity uh, the night of UFC 223 because while the New York State Athletic Commission would not sanction the fight as a title fight because there's no allowance, you had... uh, Al Ayquinta over by 0.2 pounds correct the ufc essentially said they would recognize as their champion the winner of that fight which i think is the right thing to do because al had no idea he was even in the mix he could have taken his underwear off and made the weight yep but he immediately started hydrating because he made weight for his fight correct hell i think he was not fight pass but i think he was on fox sports he was Maybe. on FS,
0: fs1 is what fs1 he on. yeah yeah
1: so geez uh, it, this was such insanity Then it wasn't going to be sanctioned and we actually get to fight night. We get to the fact that, you know, I mean, this whole thing with Rose, Namajunas, and Joanna Janjarchek became overshadowed. People were forgetting there was a co-main event on this card, other than the fact that we were talking about Rose, whether or not she's affected by the fact that, you know, her bus was attacked by a group of thugs.
0: And and, and for some context there, just if you missed this part of the story, she is one seat behind Kiesa. Mm-hmm. So... When you're thinking, oh, I don't know why she was effective. She's a thug. Shouldn't be like she's six inches away from being well, hit in the head with a dolly. Guys, let's
1: let's not forget. Like this, this is basically a gang that broke in to the Barclays Center and attacked a bus. I don't care if it's Conor McGregor or not. I don't care who it is. It was basically a gang that broke into the Barclays. It's an Irish Center.
0: football hooligan match, right? Like exactly.
1: I mean, and 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 that's a big thing. That's a big deal. And I get that. You know, Connor's essentially probably going to have enough money to get out of this. Uh, the interesting thing will be if anything happens with Chiesa. Anything happens with Ray Borg. Uh, you know, I know there's been a lot of armchair lawyering going on here. He's going to try to keep the misdemeanors down, or excuse me, to keep the felony off the record, just to make fighting in the U.S. easier. But, guys, he can have a felony and fight in the U.S. He's not trying to immigrate here. He's just trying to work on occasion. Correct. Uh, So, yeah, it makes it a little more sticky. The interesting thing is, uh, from the comments I've heard, Dana White is even walking back some comments. He walked back 24 hours later. So... This is interesting because they're going to let the legal process take place. It's going to be probably nothing more than what's a slap on the wrist. And you have to wonder, going forward, what happens with Conor McGregor? I mean, the one thing I told you that I thought was interesting is this is a guy. He's not necessarily Mayweather in the way he spends his money, but he likes his money and he uses his money. And if he starts getting hit in the pocketbook, that could be where things get very, very interesting. And if the UFC decided to shelve him, they could use that in negotiating. This whole thing about whether or not Conor fights again, I think is almost out the window. Because there's going to be some legal fees. He's going to have to pay off Chiesa. He's going to have to pay off Ray Borg. God knows he's going to have to pay off other people on that bus to basically keep this thing up. On the low burner, I should say. Correct. It's not getting off the oven, but you just want to keep it at a simmer and not have too much blow up. I think he's a guy that doesn't necessarily, with his money, have to fight again, but he's going to be more comfortable if he fights again because of what has happened at this point. And just a really stupid move. I mean, if you're at the point where—and I know some of this is showmanship and some of this is just simply some of the back and forth we've seen since July, June of last year— If Floyd Mayweather says, hey, look, in the ring's one thing, out of the ring's another thing you got to handle yourself, not saying the guy's not a hypocrite, but you still may want to take a look at yourself in the mirror and decide what you actually want to do here.
0: And I think D.C. said it right, because one of the things that gets glossed over, and by saying this, by no means am I condoning it, this is clearly part cultural, right? Like, these guys get on a plane, this is what D.C. was saying, these guys get on a plane and fly for six hours, get off the plane, and are still just as jacked up to revenge fight for Artem Lobov as they were when they got on a plane in Ireland, right? right? So you're not thinking straight, and that is certainly part of this story. It is not condonable. It is not acceptable. But if you're surprised that he's going to get off with nothing and fight in September, you're not paying attention.
1: Right, and this is going to be a very interesting situation here because uh, this goes a lot to the business side, which we've talked about a lot, and I know the numbers been thrown around. Uh, and, And it was interesting because we started to hear about numbers a lot this week from a lot of other MMA shows that don't necessarily get into it. And it was interesting to find out that yeah, our number was right about right. You know, you want to do ten times valuation, which means they expect to make four hundred million dollars a year as WME IMG. Again, that might be a little bit high. They might do okay with a little bit less. But we talked about this on the show that at four point five billion, which their valuation was at, you think that they would expect to make four hundred million dollars a year? They're not close to that right now. Not this year. Not this year. They not got, moving forward the way they are. I looked, don't know what
0: the pay per view even look like. looks like it looks like about two forty five. And here's
1: the thing, even if that thing had stayed together, we had the discussion on this show whether or not we knew as fight fans, yeah, this is probably one of the biggest, best fights they can put together is Tony Ferguson and Habib, but I don't think that was that necessarily going to translate to the casual fans.
0: I don't think it, cha- I, honestly, I think I would agree with you and say that I'm not sure it changed at all. Maybe it changed... Maybe and I'll be I'll be gracious here. Maybe it changed 100,000 pay-per-views, but it's not a dramatic change.
1: I think you might have almost had some people that were a little more interested simply because this became such a weird show. I mean, other than other than having my options that night at, as it being a WrestleMania weekend and my yep. son wants to watch Ring of Honor and NXT and all those things, I might have turned it on. I ended up watching it the next morning simply because there was so much other content that I had either paid for or was... Wanting to watch, I get it. Uh, yeah, I had.
0: This is what we talked about last week, is that WrestleMania is going to be a problem for this because you're going to split the audience on Saturday who wants to do a couple different things. Well, you not, had, a, not, you had not,
1: NXT and Ring of Honor the know, same night too, which was a big what, deal. This is
0: what I'm saying. Like, not knowing... We were going to go through this crucible to get there. But even before the crucible, we had three things on the docket that were going to pull at people's, not necessarily purse strings, but time strings.
1: Oh, for sure. And I I just think it's one of those interesting things that when you look at it now, you know, Habib did not knock him out. Habib did not submit him. I mean, I don't know what we were looking for. Uh, he looks slower. I don't know if I was quite with Joe Rogan on the the commentary. I think Joe Rogan took more of a beating because he was he mentioned the fact like this is unbelievable. This is not, this, and it it was unbelievable when you're looking at Khabib and the way he's been dominant in the past. But this fight reminded me when you when you watch it, and we'll get to John in a minute. But this fight reminded me when you watched it almost a little bit of when DC had to fight Anderson Silva.
0: Or when or when Jones had to fight OSP.
1: Jones' OSP was a little different. I think that was Ring Russ. But, you-
0: but it was DC originally, right? Like, he, you prepare for a different guy. Ring Russ, decide, I, I think... When you put well, these- no, he didn't.
1: He didn't prepare for DC. DC was he, they want to give him the DC fight first. DC was cage thought, side, remember?
0: But didn't DC get hurt? Was right? That-
1: yeah, yeah. That was farther along, though. I'm talking yeah, about it- like literally switch day of. Okay. Type of thing. And the DC fight was. Yeah, we know he probably should have run Anderson Silva over. But remember, guys, he didn't know he was fighting that guy until the day before.
0: Right, and and with those two situations to compare apples to apples, with those two situations, what I would say is, um, I was thoroughly impressed by ally Quinta Mm -hmm. and hope to see a bigger thing for him next for them to do the right thing for him. And I would say that if Ray Longo and Matt Sarah go on the road as life coaches, I would pay $5,000 to have them coach my life because they seem to make amazing thing happen for people. I can just yell the F word at you all day too. I will give you (laughs) $5,000 to do that. Um, you have to understand that both DC and Nurmagomedov are now fighting for their career mm-hmm. at that point. Yes. For their career. If he loses to Anderson Silva, he never sees John Jones again. Right. If he loses to Al Quinta, he goes to 15th guys.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, this is one of those things. Every
0: so imagine, imagine. And how
1: many times has could been up there too, even more so than DC. He's been so close but not been able to get there, weight issues, fight issues, fights guys pulling out all of those things.
0: So imagine you're listening to this podcast on your way to work today, and today is the only day that matters in your career. It has to be the best day where you perform at a thousand percent of your ability,
1: it's not. Hold on, I'll I'll do I'll do this better. I think because this is pressure. You don't have to be at a thousand percent today, but you can't screw up. Can't screw up at all today. I don't need a thousand percent, but you can't screw up once.
0: You can't you, miss a thing.
1: Right? You can't. You can't get punched in the face. You can't get knocked out. You can't get subbed by accident. You can't mess up at all today. Think about that pressure more than trying to give it your thousand percent. So
0: every email you write can't have a typo. Every document that you print has to have the right amount of copies. Every widget that you create has to be perfect for a single day, or everything you've ever done in your life collapses on itself. That's what we're talking about last Saturday. You're
1: knocked back five years in your career. Yep. And that's that's the pressure that he was dealing with, and I think we saw some of that. We saw some of the championship rounds perhaps affect him. I mean, yeah, we, we know Ally Quinta is legit. I think uh, he looked great in this fight. Um, he had nothing to lose, and he looked like a guy that had nothing to lose. And he, and Khabib, a little bit in a way that we haven't seen before, looked like a guy who did have something to lose
0: because he did. There was a lot there to lose. He did, but in in Tony Al-
1: Ferguson, he loses to Tony Ferguson. He's fighting Tony Ferguson again in a year, or yep. whoever the champ is in a year. Yep, you lose to Ali Aquinta and you got this division up in flux you got could have Connor rolling back in you could have uh, obviously Tony rolling back in quick Max
0: Holloway could go up right you, like
1: yeah Max Holloway was already rumored he said he was within striking distance uh you could have Nate Diaz in there um Nick Diaz What's Nick fighting at yeah his right. suspension might be up in a couple days right
0: uh what end of this week right
1: uh, I remember hearing about it last week, and they said ten days from now. So yeah, so it's sometime this week, week yeah. or next. So yeah, I mean, you could have a division that all of a sudden has an influx of not just good fighters, but stars who can make some money too, because you're going to want Tony Ferguson, Connor. You're going to want Connor Nate, Connor Nick. Uh, you're going to want Connor anybody.
0: And they're going to look at this number of 240 and go
1: Connor. Eh. And you know, well, not just that, but they're going to go well Connor Al, because at that point Al would be your undisputed champ. So yep. there's another step away. So. Yeah, I I think with the pressure, I think it was impressive. Uh, It wasn't as impressive as we've seen from Khabib, no. But should it be in a championship fight? I don't know.
0: I I don't know either. I will say that Al stopping him from taking him down for 10 straight minutes should raise some questions about... And I
1: really think that was championship rounds. I really do. Should raise
0: some questions about if you can take him into deep waters, what happens. But he might be
1: used to it now. And now he's the champ, so he can take you. So it'll be interesting to see... Where do we go from here? Because as Eric said, Eric believes he's the undisputed champ. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that at this point. I feel like he's the most deserving, and that's certainly a valid championship. Undisputed's a little bit far.
0: What? So who's disputing
1: it? You've got Connor disputing it at this point. Well, and I know Connor hasn't fought, and Connor hasn't defended it, but that doesn't mean it's undisputed. And okay, you have to kind of see where things shake out. Now, now here's the thing. I, I've always been that guy, and I even said this with DC, even with all the issues with John Jones and the drugs and the, the John having to pull out and John testing positive. You know, For D.C., I said, there's a guy, if he keeps winning, of course he's your undisputed champ, guys. I get it. I don't necessarily think he was at first, but he's the guy who's been around, been able to work, been able to defend. If we're talking to each other in another year and you've got two or three title defenses, of course I'll say that. Right now, though, not undisputed.
0: I guess I'm I'm hot on him because I've watched that whole thing roll out, and the same people that bitched about D.C. not being the undisputed champ still do it today, 27 run-ins with the law later. It's from John Jones. From John Jones. Like I don't know what I don't know what DC has to do. To prove to you that he deserves the belt, I get that he lost to John Jones, but then we right back to
1: and John had cheated and blah blah blah. Right? No, I'm with you, and and there is a distinction. There's certainly a distinction. There's probably a crowd out there that agrees with me right now, but would probably most people agree? But with would if? But they'll feel like that in another two years, regardless. Well, but Connor, okay, guys, let it go. It's been a year. It's been and two and it years. will be,
0: but Connor. And I understand that, but to me, I'm looking at the situation from a factual perspective. Connor is no longer your champion. Khabib is the champion, therefore, in my mind, and you don't have to agree with me, undisputed. And I say undisputed because I grow tired of the ambiguity of, well, Tony's the interim champ. And Connor's the right champ, and Khabib's the the current champ. Mm-hmm. So you you as a fan figure out where everybody lies in the championship lineage. Right. I'm with you there. I, I get that. I think Does I mean is is Max Holloway not the undisputed champ at Featherweight?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I believe so.
0: My gut tells me yes. Well, you would have to say no in your scenario because he never beat Connor. Connor left.
1: Right, but Connor left that division and has fought in other divisions since. So I feel like Connor really has left that division
0: behind. But I don't feel like Connor's... you didn't definitively bright up, light up and go yeah he totally No,
1: is. I didn't. No, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. I'm not saying that either. But I do feel like after is Tyrone
0: Woodley the undisputed champ, oof
1: that's another one that's weird. Yeah, I think so. Why? I believe so. Yeah, because he's he's won. He's defended the belt. Just because he had an injury, didn't beat GSP though. Who left? It doesn't matter because GSP just disappeared. The, what's the difference? You're asking my opinion.
0: I am asking your opinion. I'm asking. You the to, I'm asking you to unify your opinion.
1: Yeah, but he left the division. So what do you do?
0: Connor left 145. Why isn't Max in your? Well, yeah, mind? but I
1: mean, yeah, but GSP didn't leave. GSP left 185 as a fighter. Quote unquote. I mean, I mean, he left welterweight years ago. That's it, you can't bring up GSP from four years ago.
0: But the but the logic is the same. You never fought him. But
1: the logic is the logic is not the same. Simply because the, I told you, if you defend and you fight other guys, you which, validate that which championship. Which match has
0: done? He beat Jose Aldo twice.
1: Right. Right. I, and I said he is undisputed. No, you said maybe. Okay. So what is your question?
0: My question is: Is it
1: Tyrone? No no my this isn't it, this isn't black and white with any of these I guys.
0: understand that. This is all of this is my point. My point is we need to get to the point where the, we don't have a question about who the Super Bowl champion is. We don't have a question about who your well, Stanley TJ Cup Dillashaw
1: is. The Super who, Bowl champion. who
0: who the Stanley <laughs> Cup champion is. We don't have a question about who the NASCAR Cup champion is. But here in three different divisions well, I Oh do. I don't
1: know who that is. But
0: you could look it up and then you would know. <laughs> But here in three different divisions, we can have a nuanced conversation about the, the person holding the belt versus the person who is the one true king, mm-hmm. which I find fascinating. So all of that to say why I'm going Khabib's undisputed until somebody proves me wrong, because he has a belt and is fighting people. So until is he, show- he hasn't, though. Until Connor shows up and puts... This
1: answer changes drastically, Eric, with one more fight. That's what I'm telling you. We don't have that fight. You said fighting people. He fought a guy. He fought a guy and he won it. That's what his job is. He won guy, though. That's all I'm saying. This conversation changes drastically if he even defends it once. And I get that you're probably arguing against people that are more entrenched, but Connor, no matter what, that's not necessarily me at this point. So
0: I guess my question to you, then, is the Fox camera cord the interim champion at 155?
1: That's been dissolved. We discussed that <laughs> earlier, and I'm sorry, Tony, it's been dissolved. A lot of people, did you hear? There's a whole tinfoil hat thing on this. Really? That he hurt really? him- <laughs> he himself some other way, like kicking pipes or something, but didn't want to admit it a couple days before the fight. So they made up this whole thing with the the wires and stuff.
0: I have two things to say about that. Um, One is I'm not a tinfoil hat person, but I do have questions about your health as a human if you tripped over a cord and blew your ACL. I know it happens, right? I know Yeah, but
1: that's the weird weird thing about knees, man. I know it is.
0: I know it happens. The second thing is your nuanced answer to Ariel Helwani that you weren't wearing your sunglasses, you were wearing your prescription sunglasses. I don't think explains why you wear sunglasses in a dark room.
1: Yeah. Which, which you should stop Actually, doing. no, it does. Because you can't see without your prescription if he didn't have his other glasses.
0: He's not wearing gla- prescription glasses. He's wearing prescription sunglasses.
1: Right. But if he doesn't have his other glasses, you just wear the sunglasses so you can still see. That answer actually makes sense. I didn't hear it's, that until, until right now. Until you
0: trip over a cord and blow your well, leg that out.
1: It makes sense. I wear my, uh, i got driving glasses to keep the glare down. And I wear those sometimes a little too late in the night. And I realize that. But I wear them because I can see sharper without the glare. But I shouldn't be wearing sunglasses at night. But sometimes I do. So I,
0: I can car- empathize. You already have Ferguson. knee problems, so be careful and please stop
1: doing that. That's very, the thing about knees, it's man. Super it's super dangerous. Depending on the shoes you wear, how your foot plants, all those things. That, I mean, that's something that can just come out of nowhere, essentially. Which it did, apparently.
0: <laughs> which is why in September, it's that Fox camera cord versus Kavitra okay, Magomedov. Okay, all right. The You've Champions been
1: waiting like 15 days to start nope. talking about a camera cord. I, I have not.
0: I'm just making it up as we go along. Joanna
1: gingercheck should she have won that fight? No. No? Nope. Some people are saying that it was closer than it was scored.
0: I I would say both of those fights were closer than they were scored. Like the scores in the Nurmagomedov fight don't tell the story of rounds three and four at all.
1: No, but I mean that goes back, and we don't need to get into half points and sevens and eights. We, no, and no, all we that. don't
0: need to do. But but if you looked at that, if you looked at those scores before we talk about this, if you looked at those scores, you would probably never watch that fight because you would think that Nurmagomedov beat him up for twenty five straight minutes. Right, and, and that's not what happened. No, he
1: won all the rounds, but he didn't he didn't dominate all the it, rounds. It, like
0: you. Your text was spot on. That was a fun fight. Yeah. Scores be damned. That's something you should watch. So, all that to say, I don't disagree that the, the scores were closer. I had him two rounds apiece heading into the fifth, and Rose winning the fifth. That's what I had. I don't
1: Rose, know if I had it that far. I, I, I'd have to rewatch. Uh,
0: I watched it twice. I have Rose one, two, Joanna three, four, Rose five.
1: I mean, I can't argue with it. I can't tell you though. I feel like I feel like Rose has another round in there, but I can't I can't argue the point with you. I thought it was an interesting fight. I think it's a it's a fight when you kind of watch it the way it went down, especially if you've scored it like you have. If you're UFC, if you're in a fan of that division, if you're any of those things, you almost wish that fifth round would have turned out different because now, we, we talked about this, where does Joanna go? Up. You think she goes up? Up. So what? What? what's their next division? That's not Bantam, is it? It's Flyweight, right? Flyweight, yep. <sighs> Shevchenko's in that division, right? Yep. Who's the champ? At Flyweight is... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think Shevchenko's not the champ Is she? No it's um. Was it the girl from uh, what's- uh, It's Nunez right? No No Not at Flyweight Nico Montano She's from What is the women's division That's on UFC TV? Uh, Invicta Yes I believe she's right from Invicta So she's the champion In the division right now Well I guess you put Joanna there So we know what the hell We're talking about In that division That uh, That's the division Up until a couple of weeks ago You kept joking about the fact That they didn't have any rankings Featherweight is still Without rankings right? Yes so But they
0: but they announced uh, um, Holly Holm is fighting in a non-title fight in that division, so we're starting to build that division.
1: Okay, so there you go. Uh, so she moves up, but what do you what do you have now? Rose goes back through the same people that Joanna has been fighting for the past couple of years: Andrade, Gedalia, uh I forget who else is in there at this point, but that division, man, it looks like it's in a tough spot.
0: Um, y- it does. Um, I th- you do Jessica Andrade. That's the next fight for Rose, and then okay. after that, I don't know what you do. Hmm. Does this
1: all play back? And I don't want to get into this too much because this is a lot of speculation. Uh, But the new TV deal, since we've talked about these deals quite a bit. Do you
0: believe this rumor? Is that what you're going into?
1: Well, I'm going into this simply because I'm looking at this division. And you know what? Rose won the fight. Uh, There's not a lot of argument there.
0: You weren't necessarily sold on that over the weekend, though.
1: Well, Joanna looked good. But, I mean, what do you do with Joanna now? That's what's kind of crazy here. So... Uh, For those that haven't heard, uh, the rumored TV deal with uh, ESPN and NBC. Which is
0: weird to me, but go ahead.
1: Not really. That they would
0: split it? They're not the same company. That's what's weird to
1: me. Right, but I mean, this is kind of, for sports, not really. I mean, you've got MLB, NBA. I mean, there's a lot of people that.
0: I guess I'm looking at their former deal, which was all in one bucket, and that bucket didn't work out very well with Well, we we still don't know.
1: I mean, the the, the main thing is, yeah, they, they can go get the ratings. And again, I know we talk a lot about this WWE stuff, but it's because the target audience is exactly the same. I'm sorry if you're on either side of the fence here and you're mad at one or the other, because um, some people were really pissed last week because they think that the WrestleMania was spoiled because Dana talked about Brock, which we will get to coming up in a few minutes. Um, so I know that there's guys on both sides of the fence that are really angry when you blunt them in. Right. I, I mean, as far as <laughs> you're a marketer, it's the same demo. Same it's absolutely group of guys. the same
0: demo, especially that weekend.
1: So, uh, the rumor here is that the UFC would split their deal between ESPN and NBC. I don't find it as weird as Eric seems to.
0: I Maybe weird is, I, I was surprised that they split it, given what where they came from. Uh, so, uh, the
1: one thing is, I just don't think they want to put this on ABC, so that kind of makes a little bit of sense. So, app- apparently the buy-in uh, would then make it not responsible on one network alone for all the production costs, which would be a reason that you wouldn't necessarily keep it to in the Disney family. Yep. Exactly. Um, The other interesting thing is, and the main takeaway at this this point, is that they want to knock down the UFC pay-per-view schedule to six a year.
0: Well, there's another takeaway in that story that I thought was super interesting, is that either ESPN or NBC assume the streaming rights for prelims, which eliminates the need for fight pass.
1: Which, at this point, if you're not going to get the pay-per-views on there... Ditching it is the wrong point, but you can take your stuff and archive it onto your website and into your UFC TV app. Oh, you can keep Fight Pass, obviously, for archive stuff.
0: Uh, or you if you can't ne- charge him for that, though,
1: no, no, or or it's minimal, or it's include. You buy one pay-per-view, you're gonna get that. Whatever it is, um,
0: that was the most interesting thing to me. See, I well, really more interesting than knocking the pay-per-view schedule down to six a year. Um, well, as a fan, I'm excited about that because I remember how much more impact those things had when you made a point to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's there's a lot of questions when you do that based on the amount of fighters that bitch about their inability to make money when you take six pay-per-views off the table. Right. Yeah, but
1: I, I do, here's the thing, and, and we'll have to see what would happen. I think some of that would simply be a function of the fact that ESPN and Fox are probably looking at this and going, we're not going to run UFC Gutenberg or whatever the hell they do out of Germany where they put Stefan Struve on it and call it a good night. I mean, they're not going to put that stuff on NBC or ESPN. No. So as exciting as it sounds to have just six pay-per-views a year, I don't know if necessarily if we want to go back to the cookie analogy, I don't know if we're still making less cookies. I still think we're we're
0: not. Well, one of the other, and I don't know which one you're looking at, one of the rumors I read is you're 100% right, is that the rumor came with two new weight classes to fill in all the stuff that ESPN and NBC are requiring. Right, exactly. So, I mean, this guy's... So one female weight class, one male weight class. I think 165 was the male weight class and 105... Was female. Don't quote me on that because I'm not looking at it.
1: Yeah, I'd very much like to see that 165. And I know L- Luke Thomas is another guy just because I listened to him a lot last week. He doesn't like it. I think we got to reset the divisions. I think if this deal gets done, it's a great time to kind of do it. Um, I'm excited about a possibility for six pay per views a year. But again, the proof is going to be in the execution and the details. That's where the devil always lives. And I I don't know if we're necessarily going to get six better pay per views a year. I think what we what we would see happen is like a, a card like DC and Stipe that might get split up. So rather than having one cool pay per view, okay, we're kind of a down on a pay per view. Oh, maybe we get a Conor pay per view, and then we're down, and then we might even stretch those out a little bit further because the UFC is going to say, well, we want our heavyweight champion on one pay per view, yep, we want our light heavyweight on the other pay per view. Uh, we want uh, Ronda's gone, obviously, but let's say we have another female breakout star at some point or or a star like uh who am i missing that can sell pay-per-views man this shows you the dire straits of the ufc maybe john jones finally comes back sure he's going to be on another pay-per-view so I don't know if the quality is going to get much better. It'll just be maybe the times they ask us to pay for it, it'll be a little more worth it. It might fall into the category where you, I think, you know, even you and I, as, as people that talk about MMA and are really big fans, I think if we were to look back at the cable bills last year, we probably lay out money maybe, what, six, seven, eight times a year? Maybe. Maybe. So maybe that just naturally fixes itself. Okay, guys, cool. We understand. These are the ones you actually are going to pay for, and we're going to see 500000 600000 pays for. So they're going to be paid for you. Now, the other ones you can actually watch on NBC and ESPN. So quit your bitching. You know, Don't bitch about 223 falling apart because you know what? It's going to be on NBC, and right. it's still a title fight. Yep. That kind of thing. So uh, I only go to that because when you talk about Joanna and you talk about these divisions – You have to wonder uh, what Rose is going to do. Can they actually fill these other divisions out? I don't know. I really don't know at this point as we move forward.
0: And they need to make some money too. They do need to make some money. So, and the deal didn't look like it was super lucrative. No, I mean, I you could one sixty a year. You couldn't have picked a worse
1: time if you're the UFC to try to be negotiating this thing. I, you couldn't have. And it only seems to be getting worse. And this isn't a deal, by the way. Uh, this is up next year you can't make a deal on December 31st for this thing
0: no 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 because you got to start it on January 1
1: you got you got to start there you've got to create program you got to figure out production Let, I mean think about how intertwined and this is the only reason I think the legacy deal of Fox if they can get anything close or similar might stay in place think about how intertwined the programming is right now I mean for the Sp- Fox sports family, I think the UFC is something like 25, 30, 40% of that actual programming. Wow. Which is a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. Turn on FS1 any other time that it's not Colin Coward. It's probably like UFC KOs or this or that yep. or the other thing. God, I, I don't have FS2 anymore, but it was essentially a UFC channel when I had it. So
0: which was the same when they had ver- when they were on Versus, right? right? Like that Versus was just the UFC channel.
1: Right. So I mean that's one of those things where it's it's going to be interesting to see if Fox can take that blow to its actual programming because UFC produces a lot more programming than WWE does. If that ends up being the back and forth in what they're looking at ratings aside. So, I mean, the money is not a great time for them to be making this deal. Uh, you know, the rumors I've read is they're only doing a year or two, probably two year. I can't see just a one-year deal for all of the legwork this would take. What
0: will be interesting is...
1: Um... The one... Wait, oh, I forgot the other plus. <laughs> It sounds like if there's an ESPN or uh, NBC deal, no more Ultimate Fighter.
0: Yeah, no, they're gonna do. They're gonna take the Contender Series is what they're gonna take because which is better, which is way better, hundred percent better. I
1: mean, I-, I love the Ultimate Fighter back in the day. I just think we've ran through so many fighters. There's only so much you can do.
0: Well, and uh, you've reached a point in your life cycle that. People don't want the filler. They want to see fights. And the Tuesday Night Contender Series is an hour of fights. Right. And you're starting
1: to see that here and there uh, in some of the pay-per-views and some of the Fox Sports cards where you'll hear about a guy who's from this is going to be on that card and that kind of thing. So I think giving that a little more of a high profile makes sense. Uh, Speaking of high profile, the one thing we need to talk about is Brock Lesnar. Sure. Now, my understanding, obviously, is after last week, a lot of people were mad at Dana White because he said, yeah, Brock's coming back to the UFC. People that were mad thought that Dana White was ruining WrestleMania.
0: Can you explain that to people who don't watch?
1: Uh, Brock was in the main event of WrestleMania. A lot of people thought he was going to lose to go to the UFC after hearing what Dana said. Clearly, Dana has just ruined the greatest Royal Rumble because they're just going (laughs) to save Brock (laughs) to lose there. So, uh, the deal with UFC, there's been a lot of rumors. There's been a lot of speculation. The one consistent thing that seems to be coming out of these rumors, the speculation, the news reports, is that whatever type of deal Brock has with WWE, whether it's a couple more appearances...
0: Or one, as it's been reported.
1: Or one in some places. Some say the next year or two, but he's making very sporadic appearances. Uh, is that whatever deal he does have allows him to fight in the UFC. However many times that is, one, two, once a year, twice a year, whatever that is. There's a couple different things going on there. Do I believe Brock will be back in the UFC? Yes. I think they're going to cash in. I think they want to see him fight Stipe or DC. So I think the winner of that fight is where they're going to try to line up Brock. Wow. Uh, The one interesting thing I found out about this, because we've had a lot of speculation on our show about this, uh, was when Brock can actually come back. And we talk about the Nevada State Athletic Commission. July, and, right? Well, what happens, he's going to have to unretire because he's left the pool. And actually, this is really funny, and uh, I actually learned more about this than I had in a long time from Chal Sonnen on Chris Jericho's podcast, is that he's essentially taken a break from UFC by retiring. So he's not in the testing pool, which also, which I never realized because most of the time we talk about suspensions and fighters. They don't stop their participation because they haven't retired. They don't have something else to do, which also apparently stopped him serving his suspension. So he's going to have at least four more months of that whenever he decides to come back. Oh, wow. So he can't come back in July, which is what you and I thought would be the gimme because he had already served his time, essentially. So he basically put a stall on his suspension seven months in, if my numbers are correct wherever those numbers lie, the suspension is stalled until he unretires. And when he unretires is when that will continue to serve. That still is plenty of time from the numbers I've heard for him to fight the winner of DC Stipe. Yep. Which I think
0: st- seems to be the that goal. That is in July, right? If my
1: right, yeah. That, I think that's the Fourth of July card, yep. which also allows him to keep making money with WWE. He gets to keep fighting there because he doesn't have to take a camp until later this year. All he has to do is unretire. Oh, well, I don't know what that means as far as paperwork and suspensions and things like that. He unretires, he takes his hit, and he moves along. So I, I think we'll see him probably a couple more times in WWE this year. I think maybe three, even SummerSlam. Um, and then I think he's going to be back in the UFC because they got to start making some pay per view dollars here.
0: They do. And the, the rumors uh, earlier this morning before we started the paper, uh, the podcast about pay-per-views uh, was that um, if Khabib does Connor, that's looking at 2 to 2.3 million pay-per-views. And that's more along the lines of the things that they need to do two or three times a year, which is why you need a guy like Brock back. ASAP.
1: Well, and, and if the rumors are true and, and Connor gets through all of this, which again, I ad nauseum, people have given their opinion. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's terrible. I wish there was more you could do in this situation, but I don't think more will be done. So let's just deal with the real world here and maybe we'll sit down one day and do a podcast about what that day means and whether or not it's going to get worse because of that. Because I do think there is something to be said for the fact that if Connor doesn't feel any real repercussions here, all Connor's ever done was ramp these things up in his life. Yep. He's talked crap. Well, they then he talked crap and threw a chair. Well, then he talked crap and got in a guy's face. Then he talked crap and threw a monster at somebody and hit a, and a kid in the crowd. Somebody in the
0: crowd. And then now he's thrown a dolly at a bus. After he flew across the country and hold, didn't cool down. Hold on a second. You missed a, a giant. Oh, I did miss. He leapt into a cage and assaulted forgot a ref. That. You
1: forgot that one. I did forget about that. So, I mean, we can have that discussion another day on how dangerous this could end up being if Connor again, is not feeling any repercussions but I think we have to be realistic. They're looking at that for September. Dana's talked back, walked back those comments that he made day of. Um, so that'll be interesting. I mean, and some of that could be corporate. You know, we, you and I have both worked in corporate settings in our life.
0: Well, and I at mean, a
1: certain point, you got to make the money somewhere.
0: And you know, if you cut him, he's going to Bellator, right? Which is why I, you know, and
1: my, my initial reaction is they just shelve him. They just shelve him, and they keep his contract, and they shelve him. Um, I don't think you'd let him go at all. Um, but again, that's the legalities. That's aside. side. I think the fact that he can pull in 2 million pay-per-view buys is too much. You look at that for September, I think if DC and Stipe are in July, you would have Brock in December as they try to make their year. Yep. Um... Who knows? John could be back at that point, too.
0: Maybe. I mean, he's been active on Twitter yelling at um, Tyson Griffin all week. So Yeah, I you did know. see
1: that. Uh, and I don't mean by uh, John, I don't think he'll be back by the end of this year. But you roll into 2019.
0: Well, you. I mean.
1: With a, with a couple of fighters you can hopefully pop pay-per-view buys with.
0: You quote-unquote penalize him by making him headline an NBC card, right? And that's how you kick the product off. Maybe. Maybe you do that. I don't know.
1: But, we, well, but you figure it out. I, you look at the situation money-wise. I mean, the Brock thing makes sense. I know some people really don't like it. I mean, but the guy, man, he was amazing. He was an amazing talent. And to say you don't want to see that guy in the cage, I think you're just being kind of a pain in the ass.
0: You, uh, you are being a pain in the ass. And I would also say that um, you're, you're the same type of fan who thinks that Conor McGregor should be some moral compass by which you measure your life. Right. right? Like, guys, we have such a short attention span on these things. If we like, look at Floyd Mayweather, goes to jail for 90 days, comes out, fights Conor McGregor, makes $300 million. We don't have a a vindictive bone in our body when it comes to superstars. So this guy will be back and he will be fighting the same as Brock Lesnar. If you don't like Brock Lesnar, it doesn't matter that that part of the sport then isn't for you. But they have to make money. And you're not making them enough money. You're not shelling out, and I'm not, I'm not saying you should, but you're not shelling out seventy dollars to watch Ally Quinta and Khabib Nurmagomedov. And because you're not doing that, mm-hmm. they need know they need a bigger it's bug It's your fault. They know they well, they know they need a bigger bug light to bring you into the pay-per-view pool.
1: Well, and let's let's talk a little bit about the short attention span and then then we can wrap things up here in just a couple minutes. Because you sent me the text. I saw the Dana White interview. Dana White and I like had the same reaction. Man, he can never fight here again. He's going on the shelf, man.
0: Let's get out of the Conor business. Got to get
1: out of the Conor business. Would you want to be in the Conor business? I'm like, I don't know, man. Eric, they're going to sue him through the roof. He's 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 not going to have a he's not going to have a pot to piss in. I don't know what's going to happen. It's seven days later, and we're like, oh, he'll probably fight in September.
0: Well, and <laughs> and 24 hours later at the pre at the post fight presser, he's like, we talked. It's cool. We'll see him in September. You you go from saying. The most despicable, heinous thing you've seen in your life. And he, you
1: know what's? It's probably still one hundred percent true in that setting. I mean, for a fighter to do what he did and attack a bus full of fighters cutting weight and think about that situation, it is despicable. Oh, it is pretty heinous. It's, but we're probably back in the Connor business.
0: It's a horrible thing. It's, I mean. You've got guys like Bruce Buffer who aren't backing down and I applaud them for that by saying it it takes the it takes the sport back 7 years.
1: Well, not just that, but I mean, and it happened in New York and those guys were always Ooh. a pain in the ass and they're they're probably like like, "Look at them. We told you they were animals. We didn't want to we didn't want to sanction this. Look at them." And that's what happened.
0: Yep. So, uh I promise in the next 3 weeks we'll probably sit down and just do this for an hour cuz that'll be fun, but um because I think there's a break here in a couple weeks, so we won't have an event to talk about. But this weekend, um, you've got fireworks between Poirier and Gaethje. Um... And Poirier has said some really interesting stuff about if Justin doesn't change the way he fights, he's gonna have a really short career. I don't necessarily disagree, but this weekend you'll get to see fireworks. Carlos Condit is back. Uh, he is taking on Cowboy Almeida. Um, wh- so,
1: wh- which fight was it? He said he wasn't really into uh, fighting? Oliveira.
0: Sorry, Cowboy Oliveira. What?
1: Oh no, Condit. Because I just saw Condit in the news. Maybe that's why you mentioned it too. He just mentioned that he his last fight, he just wasn't even, like, he didn't have his head in it, which yeah. was clear. It was totally clear. Is he coming
0: back still? He's fighting this weekend on the oh. co-main event. Oh, good for him. So you get Con- Carlos Condit back, taking Olive- on Alex Oliveira. Carlos, you got to fight this weekend, um, bro. And you've got Justin and Poirier. That is on Big Fox, so enjoy that. That that'll be, While it lasts. Yes, enjoy it while it lasts. I will
1: remember Fox. Jay Glazer got out in time, didn't he? He did get out in time. It's kind of weird he's doing the Bellator stuff and still works for Fox NFL side.
0: It's part of the show brought to you by Edwin McCain. <laughs> No, that
1: wasn't Edwin McCain. I it was Sarah McLaughlin. Remember the dogs? Yes, I remember the dogs. I was trying like that to little remember the No? Okay.
0: Hoping you would go into Just Alb. Just 10 cents a was, day and you I can help these dogs. I was hoping you would go into Alb before I don't.
1: To... I don't have that ready okay. to go. I'm right. sorry. Uh, as always, Just got back from spring break, Everything's
0: on fire. Always, guys, you can follow the MMA Dumpster Fire on Twitter and Facebook by searching Wow Show. I am Eric Hulcran. That is Ken Evans, and this is Way of the Warrior.